your best friend Rachel Evans back with another episode of Dark Five, and today we're talking about g- 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 ghosts. What? <laughs> yeah, man. One thing I've always found fascinating is how different cultures and regions view the other worldly realms. Mm-hmm. Ghosts are universal, sure, but one person's Casper is another person's Duende, which you will learn about in just a second. So today on Dark Five, I'm bringing you a tour de spooky to see how five different cultures perceive the spirit realm. I'm so goddamn lucky to be joined by my actual very good friend uh, and ghost seer. Go on. <laughs> and beautiful woman Ooh. and smart. Independent. Inde- very Fears. independent. She ju- You just got, did a writing thing and you're into the finals of that now. Oh, yeah. You're very yeah, successful you. in every <laughs> way. Uh, you may know <laughs> One her. One a couple of ways not successful. Exactly. But, <laughs> but hey, whatever. We're fine and not alone. And um, you may recognize her from, oh, I don't know, Wreck-It Ralph. Oh, my gosh. Where her real me. face in by. Bo- I'm still I played screaming. myself. Everyone's like, yeah, but who did you play? Myself. Yeah, but who? Danny Fernandez. Yeah, but who though Bitch. in it? <laughs> no. I screamed. Did you scream? I screamed I, and I I recorded it. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I don't know if that's legal. No, nope. but um, a lot of people a lot fine. of people sent me the recording. I think Erica Ishii, yeah. uh, who's also amazing host, she uh, sent me her recording it in the theater, screaming like in the theater. <sighs> Um, I, I was with my family. I was with my family. I was back in Texas. And I was like, that's my friend. That's my friend. And so they're like, nobody cares. I Yeah. So I took my niece, who's three, to see it the day that it opened. Aww. Also, they sent me like a ton of Ralph toys. So I sent them all to her because I'm like, you know, she'll actually play with Kid. them. And they yeah. will just live on a shelf for their life. And uh, I took her and we were like, there's there's your Auntie Danny. There's Tia Danny. You know? And she's like, okay. And then when Moana, <laughs> when the princess scene happened, she was like, Moana! Moana, which is what she calls Moana. She didn't. She didn't am I allowed to cut? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She didn't give a shit about the other princesses. She just was screaming about Moana. That um, I'm, so. I too am often screaming about Moana, but I also sorry. It's Danny Fernandez. Um, sorry, guys. Yeah, yes. Yeah. So it was it was a great experience. Yes. So I think a lot of people know a lot about you, Danny, but um, uh, because you have a very active Twitter that I love. Oh yeah. And but no, but I'm also, very open about very, my life. You're very open about your life but one thing that i think um is a little untapped in the catalog de danny is your connection with the spirit realm yeah the women in my family are very clairvoyant Mm -hmm. um and powerful you and i actually went to see a reader member and when i and i was telling you in the car i'm like yeah well i have brujas in my family and you know but my family's also catholic so it's kind of mexican culture is really interesting because those two things kind of can actually coexist Mm -hmm. in ways um we're all very superstitious um but uh when I was telling you about that I had some witches in my lineage and when you and I sat down I watched you get a reading done the second I sat down the guy was like oh do you have a witch in your family <laughs> so many spirits in yeah there trying you, to talk to you do you remember that yeah. and it was so and you and I just looked at each other and laughed I was like yeah and the, the second time we went because we went twice the yeah. second time we went he was like you have a very strong spirit. Yeah. In fact, he did my reading first that yeah. time. Then he did yours. And he was like, I'm sorry, I got to talk to Danny yeah, again. Yeah. Remember that? <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I've been actually in a lot of haunted places, like real life haunted places throughout my life. And, and, and You just did a show about it. 
I did actually. I shot I a comedy. You know, I shot a comedy ghost hunting pilot where it was myself and uh, Barbara Crampton, who's cool. a scream queen, uh, April Wolf, and then Jamie Loftus, who's a comedian. And we spent the night. We shot the pilot episode. We spent the night in Bob Baker's Marionette Theater, which is very haunted. Um, and I got to, but in a good way. It was mm-hmm. a good spirits. Okay. Um, nothing. I mean, it was. It's still scary when yeah. something happens, but um, it was. See, if the show gets picked up, I'm like, where else are we going to go? Because not everywhere feels as good as, you know, a man that loved puppets and loved, you know, performing for families. So. From from my experience with learning about the supernatural, for more times than not, they're there for not great reasons. <laughs> yeah. But that's, again, that's It's haunted co- because something horrible happened exactly. that is keeping them. Exactly. Yeah. and But that is also a cultural, uh, uh, that's something that differs between cultures so um we're gonna get into your story in just Mm -hmm. a sec but to start uh, i thought we would dig into some interesting practices from around the world starting with uh halloween and then we're gonna get into the dybbuk because me myself a jew that's Mm -hmm. all i know um we're gonna get into filipino ghosts who honor our sister sapphira sapphire for people who don't know my name my nickname for sapphire um and then chinese folklore and then we'll finish up with you miss danny fernandez queen of the underground um that's your new name thank you you're welcome I, i think it fits thanks uh, okay, so number five, trick or treat. Number five. I kind of miss doing that. I haven't done Dark Five in like a year and a half, and my favorite part was all the times I had to go, number five, trick or treat. Number five, trick or treat. Oh, you, you did it like three times yeah, in a row. Yeah, like it. it um, each time mine is like, uh, in voice class, they tell us to emphasize a different word. So it'd be like, number five, trick or treat. Oh, number five, trick or treat. Ooh, I like Like that. whenever you have to give different. Uh, number five, trick or treat. Yep. Yeah, I like that. Whenever one. you, whenever they ask for three different, uh, you know, variations, you can. That's an easy trick. Or treat. Okay, let's move. On. <laughs> oh, let's get into it. I'm gonna die here. <laughs> um, but most things to do with the spirit realm, um, as it relates to different cultures, have very deep significance and meaning. This is not one of those things. Trick or treat is, however, a national treasure, and mm-hmm. I think it's worth talking about. So everyone did it. Everyone still does it, right, guys? <laughs> I just take candy whenever I see it. You know, it. it's I kind of funny candy. because you could just go and get like a five dollar bag. Like we're adults. Like as you opposed can buy to it, but... what's fun, really funny for me is like I don't think any adults want to go trick-or-treating because that would be going outside and having to do physical activity yeah when you could just get like a five dollar bag of Snickers and just sit and watch Netflix that's true I think I like to think about um like anytime I go to a doctor's office and I pick up candy it's Mm -hmm. like I'm trick-or-treating yeah um but no you're not you're just like I'm (laughs) trick-or-treating you're just getting (laughs) nerds from your dentist's (laughs) office for some reason but Danny I thought this might be fun. Mm-hmm. Do you have any guesses about where trick or treat comes from? Oh, um, you know, probably from the olden days. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> ding ding ding! Oh, you're, you're um, right. Trick? Or, yes. Uh, did it ha- trick or treat? Did it have to do with like something about a spirit, like tricking? Uh, you leave them in exchange or something? Oh, you were kind of right. Okay. So back in Middle Ages, which is back in the day, olden days, olden yeah. days, like you said, um, beggars would not. Beggars, which is um, people who didn't have anything, mm-hmm. homeless people, I guess, um, would knock on the doors of the rich and ask for food. If they received food, the beggars prayed that ghosts would not come yeah. to haunt the owner's house. But if they refused, they would be haunted by ghosts. And as time passed by, the, this evolved into our modern version of children knocking on houses saying trick or treat. And also into Beauty and the Beast. 
What? Yeah. What do you mean? Well, that's the, how Beauty and the Beast started. What? You think of the old woman who came begging, and when he refused, he she haunted him. She oh she God. cast a spell. Well, you are Disney canon, <laughs> so I would I would expect you Even to know that. All this, I knew everything about Disney. It's so I did I a show. Nothing. I shot a show with Open Mike Eagle. We have a new show, and uh, he I would just sing like, and I felt so bad for our sound people. But I would just anytime that we cut and in, in between scenes when we were waiting on set, I would just be singing Disney songs. And he was like, "You know everything about Disney." I do not. I know nothing, Jon Snow. I know absolutely nothing Come about over. Disney. Well, okay, I'll watch Disney movies. Okay. I just didn't. I just really didn't watch them growing up. I don't know why i watched dumbo for sure but um i remember that but yeah so uh beggars used to curse the houses of people that were not charitable towards them which i think is a great practice i think yeah. if somebody needs food you should give it to them and if not you should be haunted by ghosts yeah um so yeah that's that's where trick-or-treat came from but speaking of halloween the celts believe that october 31st marked the dawn of darkness and so they lit oh. bonfires mm -hmm. to keep the spookies away which is where the jack-o-lantern comes from there's actually like a stringy jack or there was some there was some sort of like spirit that uh was caught inside of the jack-o-lantern and it was holding a light to keep away other demons and so the idea of the carved pumpkin were like pokeballs for ghosts <laughs> and so they oh. would carve out pumpkins and oh. then they would put a light inside to would either catch a spirit in there the spirits would be caught i keep on almost burping should I just well, do it? Yeah, it does remind me of a scarecrow. <laughs> no. That's what I thought they were essentially like to scare, to them, scare away. them away. So the light is supposed to scare them away, but if it's just a carved out pumpkin, yeah. then it's supposed to trap them in there. I have a question. What are scarecrows? <laughs> like, what are scarecrows? <laughs> because listen, that That's doesn't make sense. Idea. Who are they supposed to scare? Crows? That doesn't make sense. They We always see crows historically sitting on scarecrows. You're so correct. So uh, who that. are they scaring? Scarecrows. Us? Me? specifically yeah. they scare me for it sure. sounds like they're supposed to be scaring the crows but canonically we always we see know. crows just sitting on the scarecrow like just chill as hell crow. they're also filled with like hay that they need to make their nest with so yeah. it's like a built-in human nest yeah. it's like a it's like a body pillow for crows yeah it I does don't not make it. sense if you're a farmer please. and you have any intel about scarecrows please at us um, thank you so much. Or you can email dark5 at snarl.com. I was going to say they're not moving. So that's like. They're not moving. Yeah. Unless there's wind or they're possessed or it's Jeepers Creepers. Yeah. Or Scarecrow from. I was going to say The Lion King. <laughs> from Which Wizard one is of Oz. it? Wizard of Oz. See how little I know? Which one is it again? No, that scared me. Um, Wizard he of is Oz, scary. He, all of them are terrifying. The whole Wizard of Oz scared me because I'm scared of anthropomorphization. Mm -hmm. I'm scared of animals talking. Oh, oh okay. That's, That's really why you don't watch Disney films. Okay. Honestly, yeah. I used to think I had. Or the Brave Little Toaster. Or the Brave Little Toaster. I had a breakdown when I was in fourth grade one time. I was at my friend Libby's house and her dog was staring at me and I thought it was going to start talking to yeah. me and I had to go home. I thought it was going to start talking to me and I started crying and I was like this little beagle is going to start talking to me and I got to go home. I would be so happy if Molly I would not because did. you know what it is? You know what it is? It's not if it were Molly and it was like, "Hey mom, just want to say I love you." And you were like, "Thanks." Yeah. But if it's a dog talking to you, 
you can't tell anybody. No one's going to believe you. Right. Actually, if my dog started talking, because she's technically 77 and, oh, and human, like, no, she she would be sound like a smoker. Like, stop bringing these dudes over here. Yeah, know your worth. Like, Those are her <laughs> last words. Know your worth. <laughs> oh, sweet. Um, anyway, that's just like a bit of fun for the number one, okay? Oh, I love it. Oh, is it technically number five? Oh, okay. We go backwards. Mm-hmm. Number five. That makes sense. Thank you. Number four. <laughs> So the next one I wanted to get into because I am Jewish and Jews do not believe in like a devil. So we don't believe in demons. The Wait idea a second. Jews don't believe in the devil. What about the Old Testament? It was all of this talk of the devil. No devil. No devil. Devil is new boy stuff. We don't really? believe in a hell. We believe in a Gehenna, which is like um, you. the max amount of time you can go there is 11 months and oh, that sounds so nice. I know. And it's just you're confronted by all the all your demons, internal demons. Oh, like, God. Uh, yeah. Oh, so God. So every mistake you ever made in yeah, life, yeah, they, yeah. like, talk to you, and they're Ugh. like, that was That's bad. That's already happening and now. Exactly. That's already happening now. So you probably wouldn't have to spend that much time in Gehenna. Honestly, okay. for a normal person, it'd probably, like, two months or something. Um, if you killed somebody, like, 11 months. If you're Hitler, forever. But, um, no, but that's the extent of what we have. We don't have, like, a Hades. So, um, it was, it's actually, the idea of ghosts are not very prevalent in Jewish culture, Mm -hmm. um, which upsets me, because I like the spookies. Mm. But I did, I did hear about this one thing, which is funny, because unlike your, you, your growing up yeah catholicism um, well yeah you well, hear about mm-hmm. yeah you hear about this stuff all the time especially specifically with your family having clairvoyance in the family yeah it's something that is presented to you from a young age but um dibix which is number four dibic uh dibics are n- are specifically jewish but not something that jews ever talk about which i find very interesting it's like uh, it's part of Jewish lore, but mm-hmm. nobody ever. If I told my mom about it, she'd be like, "Ah, yeah, whatever." That's like Catholics with sex, right? <laughs> we know it exists, but we're not ever allowed to and acknowledge it. No, you're not. We came here from the stork. You're not allowed to acknowledge <laughs> it until it happens to you, which is a lot, which is a dibbing thing. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I'm like I said, I'm not Jewish, which is decidedly not that metal. Um, Christians have a lot more fire and brimstone and damnation, but not us. So you can imagine my excitement when I heard about. Dibbix. Dibbix is a malicious possessing spirit. And I say malicious in a very mm, light way because when you think of when you think of a malicious spirit, what do you think of? Oh man. Um like a well, that's different. I was gonna say a demon, but demon's not the same as a spirit. Yeah, I guess you're um, right. I guess you're right. But it is a possessing force. Okay, yeah. So yeah, so when you think of malicious, you think of like a demon, right? Yeah. So the thing about a dibbic is that it is a possessing spirit, so in that way it is malicious because it does cause harm, but it's trapped, so, and it's trapped inside of a dibic box, which is essentially just a, se- a, a vessel, mm-hmm. generally an antique, um, and uh, when it gets opened, the dibic possesses the person who opens it, and then the the displaced spirit of the dead person who has unfinished business, once the spirit has accomplished its goal, it leaves the host body. That does not sound malicious to me. That sounds like a goal-oriented spirit. <laughs> like, it doesn't even sound, it just sounds needy. Like, it doesn't sound malicious to me. It sounds like, hey, I need, like, help telling Papa that I forgive him. Oh, yeah, yeah, You yeah. know? Yeah. Like, that's not metal. Right. That's kind of like the sixth sense, where, like, they kept bothering Haley Joel Osment, and it was because they needed to get a message across, and he was the only one that could help them. Is it even scary if the need of the ghost is earthly? 
Yeah. Anytime that a ghost is trying to contact you, it's terrifying because it's unexpected. Um, and even when you are expecting it, I think you're halfway not expecting them to actually say something. And then when they do or they show you a sign that you specifically asked for, that's never not terrifying. I think you're right. I mean, because like anything unexplained, anything that you yeah. can't touch is kind of spooky. But what I do find interesting about a Dybbuk is that they just, it's never revenge. Yeah. It's, it's always a goal. Uh-huh. It's always something that they need to finish. It's an un, it's an untapped potential type of thing. And then they leave, which is uh, unlike most ghost stories, I think. But moving on to number th- – oh, actually, before we do that, <laughs> we're going to move on to Filipino ghosts after this because they're very similar but also very different. Um, but before we do that, I would love you guys to listen to this thing that somebody has to say right after – wait, it's going to happen right now. Welcome back. I hope it was good. I hope that whatever you listen to, I hope it was good. I don't know what I just it was. realized this is my camera. I've been like looking at this main one. You I can just realized look at that I yeah. just, hello. Oh, wait, everyone. Hey, if you're listening only with your ears, you're really missing out. Oh, yeah. Because Danny is making, Danny, make very intense eye contact into that camera. You could just hey. play this on loop and pretend like Danny is your girlfriend. What's up? And then she could maybe be your girlfriend yeah. if you like Call me. have a cool job and like have nice interests and mm-hmm. maybe uh, value respect, respect mm-hmm. women. That's yeah. a good one. Yeah. Uh, specifically, Danny, that woman, that would be good. <laughs> that woman. Anyway, we're back. We're back. So we just it. we just <laughs> talked about Dybbuk's a little bit, and so there's something similar to that is um, the idea of the ghost in Filipino culture. And when I say this, that is. Uh, mass that's a huge blanket because Filipino culture has spirits and ghosts and duendes and all these types I love of duende that it's, it's I don't know dope. it sounds like a fusion between it's like Wednesday Adams and Dende from Dragon Ball Z <laughs> you would be obsessed with duende so essentially they like come from ant piles and you have to feed them fruit and then they go away. Are they ants? They're, no, they're little trolls. They might oh, be ants. I mean, okay. in reality, they might be ants. Okay. They might be big ants. Mm. But no, they're supposedly uh, not that great to look at. But mm, the Dybbuk is not unlike the Filipino multa, which is, a uh, fun fact, a derivative from the Spanish word muerto, which means, uh, what does it mean? Death. Death. You're yeah. right. Yep. She's right, guys. Oh, believe it or not. <laughs> uh, so the multa is the soul of a dead person that has returned to the mortal world. It may want to finish an incomplete task or promise, very similar to the Dybbuk, or take revenge. <laughs> That's where it changes. It may return because of an improper burial um, or an unusually violent death or suicide. Ugh. This is where the theism comes in because it's a very Christian belief that if you commit suicide, um, you will not go to heaven. Yeah. So that's but you don't stay here, typically. I mean, in, in Christianity, right. I think they believe that you go to hell. Oh, really? Yeah, okay, which so is maybe, like not a great, which is like not not great, not great at all. Because no. it's like this person was hurting so much in their life that they wanted let's send to send them to hell. Yeah, let's uh, hurt them further. Yeah, like they were already. I don't agree with most. I don't agree with a lot of things. Same with like if a baby isn't baptized, there's supposedly maybe possibly not getting into heaven. Oh, that's another Jesus. thing. That's why they get baptized as babies. And I'm like, I don't think if God loved babies that he would send them to hell or no. purgatory or limbo or that was a common belief for a while i don't think the church embraces that anymore that is so interesting mm-hmm. that is so interesting well, I don't because know why they i were all burnt born with original sin oh, um cool. and so they if you're if you ha- that's why you get 
baptize. Well, one of the reasons. Is it why. because we're born from our mother's womb and ma and women are bad? Listen, is that you it? know a man wrote the Bible, right. so I'm like he a probably changed a few men. Few I think men. he changed it. I think they were like, look, we can't. If they knew Adam took the, oh man, we we got to give this to Eve. We were just talking about the Garden of Eden <laughs> in our last episode, which I love because uh, it's the, a lot of misconceptions about not only the spirit world but also about women mm-hmm. come from your dear bible but something that i find interesting about the filipino culture is that they not they believe in kind of everything so not only are they do they believe that these spirits are coming back to either seek revenge or because they had died in some sort of incredibly violent way but they also think that they may be seeking a replacement so that it can live again so like oh. reincarnation yes that's so yes. interesting yeah so the Filipino fascination obviously doesn't end with supernatural. Uh, with the supernatural, doesn't end at multas or spirits. They have these things called. Oh Jesus! I wrote this, and I'm. Oh man, I'm gonna say this so wrong, and everyone's gonna hate me. Okay, ready? Mananananggal, manan man mananagal, mananagal. Maybe? Yes. Okay. That was wonderful. (laughs) How did you do that? (laughs) So that is a vampire Mm -hmm. who can separate her, keyword her, upper torso from her lower body in order to fly into the night with huge bat-like wings to prey on unsuspecting pregnant women in their homes. What? Wow. Is that? What is that? And I'm di- I'm actually dying to know more about this, and I want to seek more into it. Um, but uh, yeah, that's pretty metal, and I like that. I don't I don't really understand how it relates to like most people in when you're talking about spirits by way of culture usually it's a lot of ancestral stuff, or it's like stuff because of your honor or things like that, which we'll get into with Chinese folklore, but. What is the point Mm -hmm. of having these monsters? I think it's honestly things that they either, um, so typically in, with spirits in different cultures, they were used to protect the people. So it was like, you don't go out at this time because of X, Y, and Z. When it was really, they didn't want them, you know, going out past curfew, or you don't go into the woods, or you don't go into this, you know, and I think it was used to explain things that they would see. So like, let's say you saw a huge locust-like creature at night, and that's just because your crops are, you know, it's that time of year. Not enough scarecrows. Yeah, but they're going to use that in their cult, they're going to spin that in some type of lore, you know, to yeah. to frighten <laughs> essentially <laughs> their townspeople into doing what they want. So that, think of Krampus with kids, you know. That makes a ton of sense. Where and, it was like, if you're bad, you are going to be stolen and eaten. So don't be bad. It a lot of fo- a lot of spirits and folklore come from actually either the government or the pre the high priest or something trying to get them to that's in the Bible that's a ton of the, the stories in the Bible are like don't you know yeah. jerk off or you'll be whatever <laughs> don't spill well, your seed what I find you know <laughs> don't you do it don't yeah. you do it or you'll be stru- struck dead from lightning or whatever what I find so interesting about it is that like in Judaism we're taught 
allegories as a concept. We're taught that things are representative of other things and that like when you read something it's not the literal thing it's oh, yeah. it's supposed to tell yeah. you to teach you a lesson and so when i hear about stuff like this which is so ingrained in filipino culture if you talk to like i my first episode was with sapphire about um demons and possession and it was something that was so the idea of possession was so ingrained yes. into her yeah. that like this vampire that separates her upper torso and preys on pregnant women in their homes is real to them. Oh, uh-huh. And I find that fascinating, especially as like a as a utility to teach your children. Like fear is always the best lesson. Um, which kind of brings us in what you were saying brings us into number two, which is Chinese folklore, which is my by far my favorite. It is so fascinating. They literally explain everything away with ghosts. So Chinese folklore is genuinely some of the most metal shit I've ever heard. And there are way too many ghosts to cover, but they're just to name a few, some of my favorites. There are and these are the actual names. It will tra translate it from Chinese, obviously. But these are the actual names of these ghosts. There are weird ghosts, messenger ghosts, ghosts without means, torch mouth ghosts. <laughs> I know. Mouth. I know. Me AF. Needle mouth ghosts, smelly hair ghosts. Hi. Um, and there's literally something called hero among ghosts, which is happens when you die a heroic death. Oh, okay. You become a hero among ghosts. Oh, that's cool. That's very cool. So it's not only meant to warn you, I guess, from smelly hair and needle mouths, but also to say, hey, if you die in a heroic way, you will come back as this spiritual guide. In Malaysia, the Chinese community celebrates the Hungry Ghost Festival on the 15th day of the seventh month of the Chinese lunar calendar. According to cultural beliefs, it's at this time that the gates of the realm of the dead are open to allow so metal. The gates of the realm of the dead are open to allow them to visit the living. People usually place food in specific areas for the spirits and the Chinese opera house and singing performances take place uh, and they're conducted for the spirits entertainment. And everyone in the town Everyone knows that the first row are for the spirit. So nobody sits in the first row or else it'll be like, I don't know, like sitting on. It's like at the haunted mansion at Disneyland. <laughs> sitting on a ghost. You can't you do like, that. You're in your little doom <laughs> yeah. buggy. You have like a ghost going along. Like yeah. they're like sitting in your lap. Yeah. But um, what I find really interesting about this um, that I love so much about both Chinese folklore and also uh, Mexican culture as right, well, it's and um, similar. It's so so similar. And some one through line, I think, besides the obvious, like Dia de los Muertos connection of the mm -hmm. Day of the Dead, there's um, this through line of contacting ghosts and relating to ghosts through the medium of music. Mm -hmm. And I think that's so wonderful and lovely and really connects you to the spirit realm in a way that is not like, you know, grim. It's right. not scary. Yeah. It's beautiful. So is this something like, is music as it relates to the spirit realm something that like, I obviously Coco. <laughs> <laughs> obviously Coco happened. But no, but I'm curious because I grew up in Texas and do, shut up. I grew up. <laughs> No, but it's real. I also I, lived in Texas for a decade, and well, my, my, yeah. my some of my Mexican family is there. We're in San Antonio, <laughs> well, <laughs> but music was a huge music on, especially on Day of the Dead, especially on Dia de los Muertos. Huge music was it was through the air. It yeah. was 
like you couldn't walk outside without hearing music. I think it's that it's not supposed to be viewed as something that is scary. Mm-hmm. Like like the afterlife is not supposed to be scary if you've lived a good if you've been a good person. Um, and contacting your family members, you know, or um, not e- not necessarily even like contacting them, but honoring them and mm-hmm. honoring their life. It's supposed to be seen as a celebration. Um, and so I think it is. I think that's an element of 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 celebrating as opposed to seeing it like something that you would see at a funeral, which is like crying darkness. Yeah. You know, instead we have these bright, vibrant colors and it's, you know, looking at them, you know, these beautiful pictures of them and honoring them and. I love that because it's so different from, again, like in Judaism, you are supposed to sit Shiva, which is seven to ten days where you are in a house, you can't shower, Mm. you don't use electricity, you don't wear any color, people bring you food, you can't make food for yourself. Like it's a very heavy and deep time. And I love the idea of celebrating death in the way that it's, and I think that also like we don't have this connection, Jews don't have this connection with the spirit realm. And so there isn't something to look forward to. Like there isn't that oh, like there yeah. isn't that hope. There isn't mm-hmm. the idea. So let's I mean through this conversation I feel like we should move on to number 1, which is your story mm-hmm. and also I think just very quickly Dios Dios Muertos for those who don't know is the Day of the Dead. It's the Mexican multi-day holiday that focuses on gatherings of family and friends to pray for and remember family families and friend friend members. Danny. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Friend members. Yeah, you know, we all have that one T.O. where we're like, where'd you come from? Yeah. Who, are, who are you related to She's again? my aunt. Yeah. So does it work the same way? Because I know that there are very specific, like, rules and, like, traditions and rituals that you have for your family members on um, the Day of the Dead, which, by the way, is to help support their spiritual journey. It's helpful. I think it's different culture, like, uh, regionally. Mm-hmm. I think it's different sure. regionally. And so I'm second second generation. So I think that it's different than if you were in actual Mexico. It's different than some, what I've heard. And, and so that's just kind of like a clashing of cultures now where we have a lot of Mexican-Americans. Mm-hmm. And I think that they're incorporating some you know, of the stuff that they've learned here with their celebration as well, if that makes sense. Like, so that's just from like talking to my friends and we all had this huge conversation, uh, which didn't end very well <laughs> on Facebook where I thought that I could very stupidly have a conversation and realize that there's Why just a lot of fighting. Yeah. I know. <laughs> well, and it was from a white friend of mine that asked if he could dress up as Coco, uh, dress up as Miguel for, um, for Halloween yeah. and there's a exactly that we tried they're not the same thing but I understand that he wanted to cosplay and so there were some of my Mexican friends that said yes and some that said no and then it was the whole thing of like well you're Mexican-American so you're not as Mexican and you don't get to oh it was like a huge fight on my thing and I just was like for him and he's a public person so yeah. I didn't want him to like post a photo of him done up and, and getting you know shit on by the internet it's best not to and I think that I do think at the end of the day that if I could get across that they're not the same, that it's not Halloween, yeah. you know, and they're two very different um, thing. I think it's more when people see the culture as a costume. Sure. And I see we see that as well with like um, Native Americans. Yes. Yeah. yeah, and so kind of got off topic there. But what I was going to say is that it clearly means different things to different uh, over the course of time, and as as different um, countries and and as our people have 
you know, immigrated to different areas. I think that it, they've kind of incorporated different elements. So no, I would I think say that that's a great point that you brought up the differentiation between Halloween and Dia de los Muertos because it is such an intrinsic difference. Like Halloween is ba- is like Loki. <laughs> it, you know, yeah. Halloween is is about trickster gods. It's about it's yeah. about causing mischief. And it's about warding off spirits, whereas Dios de los Muertos is about celebrating the spiritual journey. Yeah, and I think, you know, for me, what I would say, because I saw uh, Gloria Calderon-Colette, who uh, is a showrunner for One Day at a Time, and she's Cuban, and she was like, is it okay, you know, if I join y'all, my Mexican friends, in in celebrating? Um, And we said, you know, as long as you are celebrating. Yes. I think, yeah, if you're at an event and, and and you want to, that's just how I personally feel. I'm sure people are going to write me and be upset <laughs> about it. But that's the thing is that we all feel differently about it. Yeah. And I think that, you know, depending on our parents and the way that we were raised that, you know, I don't want to invalidate anyone's feelings. So speaking of the way that you were raised, like what, how, how was the idea of spirit? It was huge. I mean, my family believed, (laughs) very stereotypically for for Catholics, my family believed that if I was watching, like, scary movies, I was inviting the demons in. It's so funny because I hear from so many people that are like, oh, my gosh, I heard someone, like, out of the corner of my eye, somebody was, like, talking about that. I'm like, are you, did you grow up Catholic? And they were like, yeah. I'm like, yes. Inviting the demons in was, like, something that Mm -hmm. um, was drilled into us. Um, Definitely couldn't ever play with a Ouija board, although I have. I did finally at Bob Baker's Marionette Theater and found it very cool. I found it so cool. Like, I was like, oh my God, I didn't know that we could actually talk to the dead because we had a very strong experience while we were there. And none of us, like, none of us were, like, pushing it anyway. Like, it even said stuff that we wouldn't know. We had mm-hmm. to go and we were like, "What? who's your favorite puppet? And it, like, gave us this weird name and we, like, had to go back and ask the, uh, the people that worked there. I'm like, is there a puppet named Mimi? That's Yay. crazy. Like stuff like that. And they're like, oh yeah, it's this rat, rat puppet that he used to. I'm like, what? You know, it would be stuff like that that we just didn't. So, anyways, my family was very. But question on that. Yeah. So if they're super focused on like don't invite the demons in. Right. How does that? How does that play into the Day of the Dead? Like when you are opening your doors to the spirit realm. Like, is it just assumed that those, no negative spirits will come through yeah but those also aren't demons those are your family members no, i know but it, it, oh. is that the same is it the same idea is opening up yourself to demons by watching something scary or like playing with a ouija board is it the same idea as opening yourself up to demons by opening yourself up to any spirit or any family i don't think so i think that you know Ouija boards and scary movie like horror films are seen as something that's a negative that mm-hmm. that's like a you know it's someone that you don't know it's the also. intention behind it yeah. it's the intention and um yeah I think that those have a more negative connotation mm-hmm. um because we actually talk to the spirit if you think of Catholicism we invite the spirit every mass oh. um so you know you're essentially the holy spirit and you're essentially um you Real know, quick, take... what's that? <laughs> <laughs> it's everything, what's Rachel. The, genuinely, is the Holy Spirit? It's everything. Um, gosh, I'm not as practicing anymore where I could give you a concise answer. Um, I feel like it's a blanket for so many things. Okay. Um, and also, you know, everyone, I'm just whoop. I'm just speaking from my personal experience. So if you don't need to write me and correct me, don't I don't worry. To... This audience is so oh, okay. nice. They're I was so going to say I went to 
Catholic school. All my brothers and I went to private Catholic school for years, and yeah, uh, all I of this went we're, we're confirmation. I don't practice anymore though, so we're exploring um, together. This yeah, is yeah. The, the, the and audience I'm also a second generation. I always get this. <laughs> that means my dad grew. Well, he was in Mexico, but yeah, I'm second generation. I think technically uh, Mexican American. So I don't. I didn't Dope. grow up the same way that my father did, being in uh mexico and then coming here so, so did he my, pass along the things that he learned from there's like my family was very again extremely catholic yeah so that's that and um food so sure. the cooking was a thing my dad was amazing uh cook and uh my aunt you know on christmas and new year's would be in the in the kitchen making tamales and it was just a whole day affair a whole weekend affair but that goes along with the idea of celebration like you were talking about before how this so many stories about spirits through across cultures have something to do with this like revenge fantasy or like honor-based narrative whereas this is purely celebratory yeah which I think is and important. I, yeah, and I do want to say, though, that um, being Catholic, they do try to do that as well at Mass. It's supposed to be seen as a celebration of life when, when someone... I don't know if that's always been the case, but I would say as I was getting older, I started to notice that in Mass, that a lot of our... Like when Nana passed away or something, it was, it was like a, a celebration of her life as opposed to being sad, yeah. necessarily. Mourning. Be mourning. As it were. Um, but you... You touched on this very briefly, but I don't want to pass over it. Okay. You come from a family of clairvoyance. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um. So my mom, I don't even know where it started. I would say the women in my family are very powerful. I call my mom and her two sisters the Holy Trinity because if I need something done, I will call on them. And I what don't do you do mean? It. I mean, <laughs> like if there's a done. bad guy in our industry and I've and myself and several other people have come forward to a company about them or given them, you know, that oh, was yeah. a thing that happened a year or two ago. And it just seemed like we couldn't get rid of this person that had done some really horrible things to women. Um, and not saying that my my mom and, and her sisters did it, but I like not literally tangibly. remember no. but I remember calling them and just tell like telling them I need help mm -hmm. and it just felt like a last ditch effort like I need a miracle so what does that look and like on their end praying I guess okay I guess for them together separately way, separately cool. I think but when they all come together for a common goal um the yeah. power of three yeah so um I feel like they're pretty but as far as their clairvoyance yeah my mom had a dream I remember the first time I realized about it I was in elementary school I think and she had a dream that she was drowning that she was in a, a plane um crash in the ocean that Ugh. she was drowning and calling for help and like she thought someone threw a um lifesaver but it was a uh, a wreath because that's what they throw into the water when people die they throw wreaths oh she woke up the next morning and there was a 747 that had gone into the ocean and she just lost it and Jeez. to have something so visceral you know I feel like sometimes when when an event happens where a large amount of people die at once or something like sometimes we can feel that yeah and the so, spiritual energy yeah yeah, so I've had she, I mean, that was the first time I heard, I think she went to therapy, like, because of it. Like, I think it was so real for her to then wake up and be like, I had this dream, and then seeing it on, like, you know, on TV. When did she first tell you about this 
connection. I think that, you know, I think that was it. And it's really fascinating because another side of- how old were you? I think I was in elementary school. Okay. Um, Another side of Catholicism um, and also immigrant families, I would say, Hmm. is secrets. Um, Is that we tend to keep secrets. And I think we do it as protection. I think we do it to protect the younger generation. But you end up kind of in this weird limbo where you don't really know necessarily everything about your family and your culture. My family kept a lot of secrets. And I've talked to other um, children of immigrants who have also were like, yeah, you know, you you end up in this weird limbo where you don't really necessarily fit in here, but you also don't fit in there. Um, and so when you learned about your mother's clairvoyance, yes. Did you at the same time in turn learn about your grandmother's or did that come later? Um, I think later, and I still don't even fully know hers. I definitely know my, her sisters. I definitely know her sisters. Like they all, reported um, seeing a man that would come and visit them like when they were little, when they were like three and five years old, they would talk about this man that would come and like it was like a spirit that they would all see and they all describe him the same way. Mm. Um, And uh, for me, I started to have it happen in small doses. Like I had a dream that my car got broken into I woke up and my car had gotten broken into. Wait. Like it would be stuff like that. This where, is like how many years ago? Like maybe five years ago. And oh wow, so that's pretty recent. Yeah. And so after seeing that in elementary school and kind of like seeing the way that it affected affected your mother, uh-huh. like, did you have any fear or did you were you just like spirit is so part of our culture? It's so part of like growing up it's you've been normalized yeah I always felt like I had a great connection to the Virgin Mary for some reason I don't know I guess that was just ingrained Mm -hmm. in me and she is a really important part of our culture in Um, what way sorry my ignorance no it's okay um she's just seen as like our mother okay and so I saw like a protector as a protector she's supposed to be kind of like I guess the in-between us and God in a way I mean Jesus is as well but I think that Mary's seen as like the mediator it's like hey I know you sinned I'm gonna go talk to him about it type of scenario and she's kind of seen as a protective mother Mm -hmm. and so growing up I always felt like I had a connection to her that she was looking out for me so I don't know if I was always necessarily afraid of ghosts I was always fascinated by them Um, when I was in fourth grade I had a field trip to the Whaley house which is a historic structure in San Diego it's one of Travel Channel's most haunted houses Mm -hmm. so it's cool I went there in fourth grade zoinks um it is a a playhouse it is a um Thomas Whaley essentially rented out his house to be a a court um what am I trying to say a a court like a, a a court? <laughs> a court. A what kind of court? Wait, um, like a like a for for criminals. I'm sorry. I've oh. also not had caffeine today. A court of criminals. There a you go. A play yard of of no, felony. No, no. <laughs> like, so there. So there. I, a courthouse. There courthouse. A courthouse. I understand. Um, he also had upstairs is a is um, San Diego's I think oldest playhouse. It is also um, where you a pharmacy, and uh, because it was a courthouse, if you were convicted of a felony, you were hung in the backyard. So there is a 
feeling there. Mm -hmm. um, and I've been there multiple times since then. It feels to always like call to me. I've done an, an I did an essay in, in, uh, in college on the Whaley House. Regis Philman, actually before he was who he Regis. is, yeah, um, spent the night there and saw said he saw a woman like crawl up the wall and was like, never again. Wow. I think he spent the night for like a story. Get me out. You can go. It's in Old Town, San Diego. Highly recommend it. Also support. Ugh support you know historic monuments because I the think crawling up to... the wall thing everything's preserved so and people <sighs> were smaller back then which i love yeah, you know cute. so yeah. like all the little doorways <laughs> and their little beds um i've i lived in a haunted house i've lived in several i went to i spent a semester at ut arlington and um there by the sigma chi house is a burned down shelter and there oh, were Jesus. young young babies and stuff that were there and so there's a cemetery and it just says like you know child one child two oh, also like how dare you build the sigma chi house on it yeah <laughs> like, gross people like doing keg like, stands on top of a grave yeah Get me on top out of, of here. little cindy or whatever oh, um cindy so that was an experience I had. I went to the Witch's Ball, um, my, which is a um, famous ball in Ohio, because that's where my ex-boyfriend was from. And uh, apparently they built, they buried a witch standing up and put a marble ball to like trap her soul. I've been in a lot of bad, you know, I've been in a lot of, yeah, situations where, um, and then and then I moved into a haunted house in Denver, actually in Castle Rock, which is a thousand feet up from Denver. Um, and when I moved in, it was with my fiance, who was the same guy who took me to the witch's ball. But mm -hmm. when I moved in with my fiance, our neighbors came over and said, hey, you know, oh, we were hoping someone would move in here. Everyone that's lived here is like broken up and like had their lives ruined. I'm like, cool, thanks. Okay. You know, like I'm planning my wedding, thanks. You know, I'm young and that's great thing to tell me. Mm -hmm. um, that house was awful. Like we turned Super into haunted. monsters. Yeah, we got married. This was a man that I dated for five years. So I knew him mm -hmm. really well and we, I don't know, I tried to sage the house, but we just ended up I remember you telling me stories about like pictures would be upside yeah, down. Yeah, so he was out of town. We were like about to be separated, like we were breaking up and our engagement, we had a canvas, like an engagement uh, photo of us that everyone at our wedding signed and it was upside down when yeah. I came home from work and he was out of town. And at that point though, I was just like, I know, you think that I don't know? Like I was telling the spirit, like I know we're not working out. Like I know, thanks, what yeah. else would you like, you know? <laughs> Um, and then final the story was here. reading you. <laughs> final story here is that we had a rocking chair that was from his family that was notoriously haunted. Um, I didn't tell any of my bridesmaids about it. Mm. And it was in our guest room. And one of my bridesmaids woke up screaming bloody murder because she saw a young blonde girl staring at her in the rocking chair and I was like yeah about that yuck uh, I can't like my nipples are so hard right now <laughs> I honestly can't <laughs> handle this I I get so scared when because I, I don't I, I I'm not familiar oh, like yeah. you grew up you grew up having around this be, it yeah, yeah, yeah it's familiar it to you yeah, yeah yeah and for me it's so not yeah and I so believe everything and I just oh wow it scares me but I wish it didn't I wish that I had more of a celebratory attitude towards the other realm she was so scared that um throughout the whole weekend she couldn't be alone when she went pee she had to that's how terrified she was she I had to have someone way. in the bathroom with her because she saw this 
And it was really funny because I told his mom, I told my mother-in-law, mm. and she was like, that's where that little girl went. Shut <laughs> up. No, I just, she was like, yeah. She was like, I think Come it's on. my nana. I know. She was like, I think it's my nana, and sometimes we see her running around upstairs. I'm like, cool, cool, so you just gave this to We us? think it's my nana is the worst sentence, because it's not. It's not your nana. It might have been. It's not. Anyways, I could go on forever about my haunted but experiences. No, I, no, but I love yeah. that. And I love that. And I feel like it's really important that, like, I think it's cool and interesting that you, it's, like you said, it's it's something that's so deeply ingrained, but you've adapted it. It's it, The idea of s- the spirit realm is very strong with this yeah, one. Yeah. It's very strong with you. Right. But I feel like you're using it in ways that is different from... I try to. Yeah. I try to. That's so interesting. Yeah, I feel I've manifested. That's another thing that I do is Manif- like moon rituals. And I wanted to pay for my rent. And this year I was like scared. And I ended up doing this two-week gig and it paid my rent for the whole year. Honestly, I want to bring you back so we can talk about like the power of a woman. Yeah. And sex witch and sex magic and being a witch and like what it means to be connected to your feminine power. I definitely want to bring you back for that because you've got you got words to say. I got things to learn. Yeah. You know? Danny, I'm so scared right now. Why don't? I feel I, fear. Here's the thing, though, is that my friends will invite me to, like, fun witches party. Like, here's a Halloween. We're going to bring a Ouija board. And I'm like, if you bring a Ouija board and I'm there, something's going to happen. Something's going to happen. So I don't want to yeah. do it. And I believe so implicitly. Like, I am so open to these things that, like, I... Uh, yeah, I'm just. It's I'm just here funny. For my it. friends, I think that aren't as connected to the spiritual realm, and they're like, "Let's just do it for fun." I'm like, "Yeah, when you do it for fun, nothing happens, yeah. and it's fun for you." Yeah. Like when I do it and I'm there, you're gonna fucking get like some high priestess from the 1800s or something. Your whole family's yeah. gonna show up and be like, "Danny, what are you doing?" Yeah, Danielle. <laughs> yeah. What are you doing? My family definitely. De- my ancestors have been looking out for me. I don't always like it what they're doing but um you guys can't see this because it's a podcast but she just yelled at the ceiling <laughs> they, you know they they're know. here i'm like you could get out get uh, out of here there t- i'm like why do i have to learn this lesson you know, why can't you just give me the cliff notes i've had a couple ghostly i will end on this but i've had a couple ghostly experiences and i think the one the only one that was so beautiful and so like Oh, wow. It it was unlike most ghost stories, I guess, but very similar to a lot of people who believe in uh, Jesus and like Christianity Mm -hmm. and stuff. After my grandfather died, I was the last one to be with him and we had a very special relationship. And the day after he died, I was sleeping. I was six and I was sleeping in my room and we had like a full on conversation. He was sitting on the edge Mm -hmm. of my bed Mm -hmm. and my mom walked in and she was like, what are you doing? I was like, I'm talking to grandpa. And then I was like, Ugh. oh, no, where'd he go? And it was just, like, that was it. Yeah. And that was the only time I've had an experience with a ghost that wasn't like, oh, my God, I'm going to die. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, cool. I Yeah, Whew. I'm scared now. I feel fear. It's fine. I'm afraid of the dark. <laughs> you could do stuff with me if you wanted. Could, really? Yeah. I'm I got to be careful. Remember what our reader said? Is yeah. like, Danny, you're a vessel. You have a lot so of power. I'm, no, but, yeah, I do, but also, like, it can mess with your head to have too many uh, too many spirits in there. Yeah, I Trying don't. To... You gotta, you know, you got enough going on in your own head. I do. So I do. So fuck off, spirits. I didn't mean it. Unless you're trying to take care of me, then don't fuck off, please. Yeah. Well, Danny, I've what a fun what a fun little convo we had. 
I hope that it was fun. It really was. It really was. And I really appreciate you. I hope that you. I didn't offend anyone. This is just my own mixture of being Mexican-American. I'm in the limbo, as um, Edward James almost said, you know, <laughs> yeah. and Selena. I'm, you know, in the in-between. Yeah. Um, so. I, no, this is, I think they know this is a very, this is a very conversational thing. And we're just trying to explore these things. There's no yeah. right answer to any of this, guys. And if you think that you have the right answer to this, you're wrong and you should stop listening to this. I don't even want you. Unsubscribe. I don't care. <laughs> Go <that>? away. <laughs> Go away. I don't want it. Uh, Danny, where can they find you? Yeah, I'm at Ms. Danny Fernandez. It's M-S-D-A-N-I-F-E-R-N-A-N-D-E-Z on all the socials. I don't know when that comedy ghost hunting thing is coming out. but uh, Also, you have a great podcast. I do. It's called Nerdificent. It's on How Stuff Works. It's really cool. It's with Ify Wadiwe, who's another comedian. And uh, we try to take away the gatekeeping in nerd topics. And we break down the past, present, and future of different fandoms. We just did one on Miles Morales. We have one. Uh, yeah, I'm th- we had Danielle Radford on for Buffy the Vampire Slayer. So fun. And we do a lot of giveaways because we're sponsored. So we give away a lot of like cool Pop Funko toys and exclusives. And oh, stuff. that's cool. Yeah. Oh, that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Well, shit. All right. <laughs> um, I'm just giving you knowledge. <laughs> Baby. Uh, well, guys, thank you for joining us again. Please rate, review, subscribe to this show because we're going to do more. So you're going to want to get your notifications on. Haha, <laughs> right. And subscribe to Snarled if you haven't already. Go listen to Something Scary podcast because we love Sapphire very much. And um, let me know. Uh, write into dark5 at snarled.com if you want me to talk about anything that uh, is on your brain space. And if we can work it out together, I'd love to do that. I love you very much. I'm Rachel Evans, Rachel Sam Evans, or Rachel Sam Bands, depends on how your brain works. Wow, so many words. I love you and good night.